Welcome to On the Road with Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from the Idle Chatter family of podcasts. I invite you to jump in and join me. Along the way, we will get to know some really interesting people and their stories. Be it farming or firing orders, these folks are passionate about growing things or making horsepower. So let's get this bad boy fired up and head off to destinations unknown. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to On the Road. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, that dry land farmer from Cat Swamp Road. And I'm, oh, I'm not too far from the farm today, so I want to thank you all for joining me. And I'm probably about 25, 30 miles away from the farm, and I have two interesting guests. And uh, they're a team. They're a husband and wife team, and they're a team, and they're, believe it or not, they're first-generation farmers. But usually, I've had some first-generation farmers on here, but they're usually newlyweds. And uh, But these two had careers, very dynamic careers, but they have a passion for agriculture, so they have a passion for farming, and they have a passion for a unique type of farming, plus also, they're not that far from New York City, and they're in rural New Jersey, and if you know I'm in rural New Jersey, and we're blessed to live in a little hamlet that you would never think is only 60 or 65 miles away from the Big Apple, but... I think that I think I know that you're going to enjoy hearing their story because there's one thing about getting into agriculture as a as as a first time farmer, as first generation farmer, is that it truly shows the passion of your heart, because it's not something that your family did, and it's not something that you had a background in. Or said I grew up on a farm, but I want to go back to it. So these people chose to do this, and this farm is brand new. It's only about a year old. So um, I, with great, great joy, I want to introduce you to Don and Donna Sherman. Welcome, Don and Donna, to On the Road. Thank you, Ray. Thanks for having us, and thanks for uh, bringing this to our attention and helping us get out there. Well, thank you so much for being a guest, I mean, on, on my show, because this is, this is wonderful. Appreciate the uh, opportunity to uh, share with you uh, what we've learned over the last last few years and uh, learned from you. Well, thank you so much. I don't know if you learned anything from me. If you did, it was probably wrong. But uh, <laughs> just don't, just whatever you do, if you want to be successful in agriculture, look what I do and don't do it, right? The old <laughs> adage. But you know, what's very interesting <clears throat> is that what I have to do is I have to tell a little bit of background to the audience because you know, in, in my life, everything is a long story. All right, and my, my audience knows that everything is, I was never the guy who went from A to B. I was always, the good Lord took me and I had to back up, go left, right, north to go south, and you guys all know that. But I had met Don and Donna in Hackettstown a few years ago because they opened up a store, a, I'll call it a restaurant, not really a store, and, they, and Donna is a phenomenal cook, and they opened up a store called Soups on Main. And it is a, this, 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 let me put it this way, guys. You know I love to eat. This stuff is to die for, all right? No matter what soup she makes, and she makes, and she also bakes this sourdough bread. So forget about it, all right? I'm getting hungry talking about it. But so what happened is they opened up this store, Soups on Main, a few years ago. And because of Donna's background, which she's going to explain, that prior to this, she was a holistic health coach, if I have that correct. Do I have that correct, Donna? Correct, yes. Correct, Donna. 
it's a holistic health coach. And if you say, what's a holistic health coach? I want to learn also. And Don has a background as a civil and an environmental engineer. So, so you have a holistic health coach. You have a, 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 an engineer, civil environmental engineer. They open up a soup store. She's an excellent cook. I don't know whether he could. Can you cook, Don? No, not at all. Right, all right. So he can't cook at all. All right. But maybe you can engineer a pot or something. And this fantastic soup. And then they, they still have the store. It's very successful. And what they end up doing is they now go and they buy a farm. But it's not a traditional farm. And correct me to you, it's an aquaponics, correct? Right. So it's aquaponics. And I didn't know, I knew hydroponics. I heard aquaculture. But what do I know? I'm a sweet corn grower. So they can explain what that, what that, what that is. But Donna, let's go back to you, ladies first. What is a holistic health coach? A uh, holistic health coach. So we believe in using uh, nature, herbs, tinctures, and mostly everything that comes from nature in order to treat illness. I should probably notice, what's a tincture? Tincture is a, uh, it's a liquid made with herbs. Okay. And you can mix them with the oil or alcohol. I think usually, usually they call that an elixir. <laughs> they, you could also call it an elixir. Oh, okay. But you, most of the time, they're drops that you put under the tongue, oh, okay. and different herbs treat different diseases, different okay. ailments. Okay. And, um, so. and th- was there a certain reason that you got into that before? There is. I discovered that we had cures about 20 years ago. We had cures for cancer. And uh, at the time, um, I knew several people that were you know, struggling with cancer and had lost some people to cancer and uh, discovered that we had cures and we weren't allowed to talk about it. Oh, okay. So I was shocked. I couldn't understand why. And uh, I was uh, at the time working as a, um, hmm, what's the name? I worked for a wealthy family. I took care of their affairs. Okay. And like a personal assistant? A pers- thank you. Personal assistant. And I quit. I okay. said, I can't do what I'm doing knowing what I know. Okay. And uh, I have to investigate this and find out what's going on and why can't we do this? It doesn't make any sense. Okay. So people are dying. So the idea of you being a holistic health coach, I would, I would assume, and I guess I have the upper hand on the audience because I know you guys in town from, from soup. I ate a lot, of, a lot of their soup, and they also use my sweet corn. So I'm, I'm not right. saying that, that this soup is good because it has my sweet corn in it. But <laughs> it's the best. No, it I is. don't know about that. <laughs> the guy down the road says it's the best. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, uh, <clears throat> but the thing is that that probably was the, the, the catalyst for you even to, for us to be, and we're, we're on location at their farm, so just so you know, we're on location at their farm, and uh, to actually eventually migrate into some food production on, on, on a unique way. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah, so, uh, so that, that's fantastic. And then, and, I, and just before, as an aside to this, I think that, and I have no background in it whatsoever other than anecdotally, is that, your, I know that Don and Don are Christians as I am and were followers of Christ and, and most of my audience shares the same passion for the Lord. But you know, if you look at it, I think that we, and, I'm not, and I know that I'm speaking for myself, not for Donna. I'm not against saying that you can't take a medicine or you can't do anything, but I think we're too quick, my opinion, Donna could disagree, or you could disagree, too quick to go to a chemical substance 
that the good Lord made things for us. So the thing is that, but I think over time that we've kind of drifted away and wanted to go to a chemical substance for everything. And, and there's probably a time and place, like the book of Ecclesiastes says, right? There's a time and place for everything. So sometimes you do, but I think lots of times that there's na natural remedies and natural things that, that could work just as well or better with no, I don't know of an adverse side effect from anything that God made. Correct. Well, and there can be though. You know, you've got to. Well, my wife would be careful. My wife would say, "Well, oh, the belly you got is from all that milk." So, <laughs> so that's the adverse side effect. Now, 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 Don. So you you have a holistic health coach, all right? You have a civil engineer. Now, 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 you told me civil engineer stands for something other than deceased. Well, we're not the scientific or exact guys. CE stands for close. Oh, close, close enough. enough. So that's why <laughs> that's why my cat swamp road is a little bit off. You didn't you didn't do the plans, but a little bit off, and it's supposed to be ten feet over here. That's right. And it's going over there, and the water's going on my cornfield. <laughs> so you're a civil engineer. Yeah, I uh, I started uh, actually. My passion was I wanted to uh, learn about weather, and I uh, was told that my uncle Chuck was a civil engineer, and it would be a really good field if you weren't going to be a doctor. Oh, okay. So I started off in civil engineering, and pretty soon I switched uh, majors and got my first degree actually in meteorology and did some grad work because I wanted to know when could I go skiing, oh, when okay. could I play golf, right. what, what what was going to be a good day, how much snow were we going to get? Oh, okay, so that's why you wanted to do meteorology. So and, when and can I you go I was to the beach? Fly airplanes. Oh, okay, so uh, uh, I did that and then found that uh, I uh, loved it, but there really weren't any jobs. And taking the uh, temperature at the airport. Uh, you know, once an hour uh, didn't seem like a fulfilling career. Yeah. So I went back and finished school and got the uh, civil engineering degree. I'd kept up my math and science and, and uh, was able to do that. And uh, finished off uh, and uh, started work in the D.C. area. So Washington, D.C.? Washington, D.C. Now, where did you go to school, may I ask? I went to school in upstate New York at Cornell. Okay, and, so um, you're from Binghamton, New York. From Binghamton. Yeah. Family, uh, family is all from West Central New York State. And... Uh, I'm just going to interrupt you for one second because we have audience around the world. Binghamton, New York is probably, what, about 150 miles west and north of New York City? Yeah, that's almost exact. All right, uh, so we're on the Pennsylvania border, but anything, uh, if you drew a line, a uh, horizontal line across New York State, anything north of that line is called upstate, even though we're right. six miles from Pennsylvania. Right. right, I just wanted to clarify that because this, we're blessed with listeners around the world, so... Somebody in Germany is not going to know what, you know, where Binghamton is. But nope. that's, but that's I thought of snow up there. It's in a mini snow belt, isn't it? Oh, it's great, great for uh, uh, skiing and uh, the winter sports. Yeah. Uh, a lot of cloudy, rainy days, and okay. fortunately, a lot of snow in the winter. Okay, I want to ask you. This has nothing to do with anything, but since I got a, I mean, I got a weatherman here, degreed weatherman, even though he's not doing it anymore. How come you guys? Or on TV, or on the news, on the radio, whatever, and you and I understand it's a prediction. I understand the word prediction, right? But like you forget about what you said the day before. You don't come in. The, I mean, you know, in my business, I guess. Well, I thought the corn was going to do this. I thought the engine. You know, when I built race engines, I thought it was going to make 500 horsepower. Joey only made 480. You know, but like they predict one thing. How? What? Did they teach you that in school? Just forget about it. Like, like bury, bury. bury. You know, I, without answering the question. Uh, Right after I finished school, I was home with my dad, and he said, Don, what's the weather gonna be tomorrow? 
So I wet my finger and my thumb <laughs> and put it up in the air. And I said, well, Dad, it looks like it's going to rain. He said, I paid $20,000 for that education. And that was the end of the story. That was the end of the story. But that's always say that, you know, it's different. You come and say, well, geez, we thought the storm was going to go this way. Tell me something. But so now you be, then you became an environmental engineer, right? Yeah, really, I, uh, as I uh, told the... The school when I was switching, I said, "Oh, I'm just going from air quality to water quality." Okay. And they, they said, "Well, that sounds good." Good, yeah, yeah. So we, we moved along and worked in the D.C. area and uh, just found that uh, it really was a great field. But if I uh, uh, didn't write proposals, uh, I was going to be out of work. And so I got very good at doing that and uh, moved on. And eventually, was really uh, finding work for myself and then a group and then a region, then a company. So I did that and uh, pretty much halfway through my career, uh, they, f they figured out it was probably better to have me leading the sales and marketing of large civil infrastructure projects, bridges, airports, highways. Wow. And the, the capital value of a big bridge uh, or an airport is 10 times that of a water treatment plant. Okay. So there I was and uh, wrapped up the career uh, working uh, in the U.S. and around the country on, on a lot of major projects and uh, outside the U.S. and uh, eventually went to, back to D.C., was the executive director of the American Council of Engineering Companies, and Donna and I had, uh, had met, and we uh, found that we uh, needed to move. Uh, Donna wanted to move back home, and uh, uh, I decided I, I needed to follow her. So that, oh, was, okay. that was great, and she Everybody. wanted to take care we didn't, of her We dad. didn't know that part of the story. <laughs> and, and kind of finishing the story to get to the restaurant. That, well, let's go uh, back a little bit. So how did you meet? <laughs> <laughs> she broke down in a bridge? Uh, it, was, it was an expensive online dating service. I, I was in Phoenix, and Donna was in Florida. Okay, all right. But, but how did you meet her? Well... Um, Come on, Donna. The expensive okay. online, expensive dating, online service. dating service. Oh, 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 it was an expensive one. Yeah, it really oh, was. Oh, I thought that you were just making it's a joke. Great no. expectations. Oh, <laughs> oh so, it wasn't on, so, so it was an online dating service. Yeah. Wow, those I, things work, huh? Yeah, they really work. <laughs> I was traveling to uh, to Florida on business from Arizona, and okay. we arranged to meet, and the rest is history. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a, you know, I just thought you were making a joke, you know, an expensive <laughs> wife or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. wow. Wow. Now, you have, now, if I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, just so the audience could have, have an understanding, but you do, you, you are a partner in an engineering firm. I, I was a uh, principal in an engineering firm and uh, continued on uh, throughout the career, uh, just leading, leading large engineering firms, sales okay. and marketing. And uh, when we moved to New Jersey, uh, we moved here to take care of Donna's dad and found that there was really no place uh, to go for organic food. And okay. I'll let Donna talk more about the genesis so so of the was, restaurant. That, that was the basis of Soups on Main. Correct. Yeah. My dad, I moved back home to... From Florida. Care. No, from Florida. I was in... California. In, in uh, Washington, D.C. Oh, Washington, D.C. Okay, That's yes, where we lived. Said, right, right. Yeah. And my dad was getting worse and worse with Alzheimer's. Okay. So we would come back two or three, four times a year from D.C. to here, because I grew up in this area. And he got so bad that I just <clears throat> told Don, I said, I've got to go back. Because if yeah. I don't, he's going to kill himself oh, in the yeah. house. Right. And uh, so I did. And, um, you know, through being a holistic health coach, one of the things I discovered 
is that food is so important for health. Yes. You know, you are what you eat. It's our fuel. Right. It's no different than an engine. Correct. You put bad fuel, dirty fuel in an engine, whatever, it's not going to run right. Correct. So, and he wasn't eating properly. And even when I came home, because of the Alzheimer's, if I cooked for him and, and saved it in the freezer, he was giving it away and eating ice cream okay. or you know junk food <laughs> instead of what he should have been eating. So he was getting worse rapidly. Okay. Yeah, so, so we moved back and uh, I needed a house with a basement. He didn't want to leave his home. Um, we didn't tell him. Okay. And um, we found a home in Hackettstown with a walkout basement, put all of his furniture down there, made it as comfy and homey as he was used to, and went about living our lives here. Okay. So that's how it started. So he passed away prior to you starting the restaurant? No. Oh, when no. You, when you he start- got so bad with the Alzheimer's. Um, my father was not a sleeper. So after four days of him being up constantly, I just said, we can't do this. We're going to have to put him in a home. So we found some smaller homes and tried them out. They didn't work. And then we ended up in a local home here that um, had three hallways and lots of bedrooms and a nurse's station. And they didn't force drugs on him. They let him have free reign. Um, he started out in a room for two, but he wanted to crawl into bed with his roommate. Okay, <laughs> that doesn't work. It lasts too long. So, uh, you know, we put him in his, a private room and got him a wheelchair. And he basically lived in the hallway with, at, you know, at the oh, nurse's really? station. And how long did he live there? He was there about, I think, about a year and a half. And then he passed. Okay. And in between that all happening... I kept telling Don, I said, you know, because we worked from home, we had no place to go and eat right. with good food. Yes. So that's how Soups on okay. Main started. Now, the, you, you're, as I said, and I repeat it again because it's, 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 it's a fact, your soups are phenomenal. Now, did, did you must have, I mean, that when you opened the, put the shingle up for the store, wasn't probably the first day you made soup. So the thing was that, was that, is that something that you like to make a I've never yeah. seen a restaurant that specializes in soup. If they exist, maybe they do. I think it's a great. I think it's a great name. My wife Charlotte, and I think you know, soups on on Maine. So yeah. I mean, so what made you do just soup? It's what I knew. Okay. You know, I grew up pretty poor. Okay. And when you're poor, you take anything you can get and throw it in a pot and make soup. soup. Okay. <laughs> so um, I knew I could do that. I knew I could make salads. I knew I could make sandwiches. Okay. Um, so easy stuff. I'm not a chef. Yeah. And um, what about that cook. sourdough bread? Sourdough bread comes from, I tried to make it myself and couldn't. Okay. And we have a local farmer that specializes in organic sourdough bread. Oh, wow. So we bread buy is, that bread, from them. The, so, so you buy it and bake it? We Nope. They bring it to us oh, every right. every week. Okay. Well, because it's great bread. Yeah, it is I, great. I mean, I'm a bread guy. So, I mean, yeah. I could live off your bread and soup. Yeah. Right. yeah. I know. We, we definitely tried to make it ourselves. And uh, unfortunately, the um, it, it made the best sourdough pancakes you could ever <laughs> okay, make. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, hey, you can't do everything, right? No. That's what I tell my wife. And <laughs> I'm not I, a baker. I don't yeah, enjoy baking. Okay. So. All right. So, I'll take back that baking stuff I said in the beginning. Yeah. So, but always. So now you did that. Now Don, all right. I could see Donna's passion for for understanding the dynamics and the relationship of the food intake in the body 
you as a civil as a civil engineer as an engineering background as a cornell graduate you look at the science behind things and the mathematics behind things but did when donna said that she wanted to start the soups on maine i'll call do you want me to call it the restaurant or a store what would you like yeah it doesn't matter all right all right we call it soups on uh, soups on what was your initial reaction to that well donna had made soup for me i would have chicken noodle soup almost every day for breakfast oh okay so there'd be a quart in the refrigerator and when i told you i couldn't cook yeah. i am very good at heating things up oh okay i am too yeah. so well so, when i when i interject here when i met don popcorn for him was in a plastic bag in the microwave okay. and his soup he would take me shopping so he could buy his soup and it was those cup of soup things oh, okay. that you take the lid off yeah, yeah, you know, plastic and lid. you put it in the microwave oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh. I couldn't stand it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so she she figured out how to get to my heart. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, cooking, Donna's a fabulous cook, and she really does cook uh, most anything. Uh, much Her soup is certainly a specialty, but uh, she's just a great cook. Yeah. But, you know, coming into the store, you know, before I got to know you guys more, just, you know, c coming into the store a couple of times and, uh, you know, buying some soup with my wife going there. And, uh, and I mean, uh, you were just as passionate about the soup and what well, was going on there as she was and that's why and not knowing you and not knowing you're a civil engineer is that it wasn't like you were just you know yes honey i'm in this with you you had just as much passion and i know the couple of times that you both came to the farm were talking that you had just as much and to tell you the truth don't be insulted donna no. sometimes he showed more passion than you right well, <laughs> that's true the, the, but he was it, also sick but and uh, i but got you, him healthy you know, oh. uh. health is uh health is the key to this and what i found and the passion came from my engineering background is early in my career it was the beginning of uh, Superfund. And yeah, uh, which uh, was also CERCLA, which uh, was the Comprehensive Environmental Restoration yeah. Something or Other right. Act, or people said it was the Civil Engineers Retirement Act. Oh, okay. So this, uh, you know, I learned about uh, pesticides and chemicals oh, okay. and uh, one, two dimethyl bad stuff. And you found that uh, we actually did a number of projects uh, where uh, we would find out what the, uh, had a project to find out well, what were the breakdown project products of these different chemicals? Right. And the idea that something like, um, uh, well, it, we'll just say that, that the things would break down to carbon dioxide and water was, was not true. So the half-life of these things were something that you'd say, you know, I, I think that they have their place. Uh, there's, uh, I think that there's certainly better living through chemistry was a saying as we grew up that uh, in some cases was was uh, very helpful but that we need to understand that it's better off if you didn't have them in right. your food to begin with so the passion came from being able to tell people again the water engineering and everything else right, that we used our soups our our beverages, everything used water that was filtered through a, a Berkey filter. So there's gonna be no chlorine in it. And the organic sourdough bread, you learn that that uh, probably three quarters of people who think they've got a gluten issue actually are not allergic to the gluten, they're allergic to the uh, chemicals uh, in their in their bread. So uh, the, the summer wheat, uh, uh, it has a very high chance of having some Roundup in it, and yeah. uh, 
So we, we found that even uh, 25% of people with celiac disease uh, can process organic sourdough. So people go to Europe and they have all the bread they want and they come back home and go, what's different? Well, yeah. well I have celiacs. And I was, uh, it took years. I, I, I didn't get diagnosed until I was about 45 years old. And I'm a wow. bread person. I love bread. And my mother was a, a cook. You know, not a cook, but I mean, you know, made everything from scratch Cooked, on the yeah. farm and baked her own breads. And I mean, I wasn't really much of a cake person. She would bake cakes and, and pies. But I mean, but bread, forget about it. That's my Waterloo. Yeah. You know, give me fresh bread and cold milk. And I'm, and, you know, I'm a happy <laughs> I'm camp. I'm a happy <laughs> camper. Now, uh, you know, would you which is civil and my sister um, and for people could look this up they could do a Google search internet search I use the word Google Love Canal but my sister lives right up by the Love Canal oh yeah wow yeah that was the uh, that was the first that was big, the first super uh, funny deal right th- right that was the biggest wow. hugest uh, boondockle uh, that uh, you know it really yeah. launched the um, environmental awareness and the first uh, Earth Day and all yeah. kinds of other so things. She lives right up there, but I love. But you know, there's there's big expensive McMansions on it now. She told me. Well, wow. uh, I guess they did a great job on the remediation. Yeah, you yeah. Know, just an engineering problem to solve, yeah. and uh, they figured out how to make it safe. So, well, they just fudged the numbers. But hey, we won't go there. <laughs> and you know, back to the passion. The the if you uh, if people don't care about the health issues on the food that we prepare. It just tastes better. Oh no, it does. It's it's it's, it's excellent. It's excellent. So now you have this. So you, you come home and you say to Don, I want to have a soup restaurant, right? All right. So Don, what's so what's your your knee jerk reaction? Knee jerk. All right. Boom. Well, I Donna is always uh, okay. Very successful. Okay. Oh, that's a good husband. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to let Charles listen to this yeah. show. He says okay. He said okay. I was shocked. The old joke is. Uh, when, Adon- when Donna wants an opinion from me, she gives me one. That's right. That's all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think anybody that's truly married. Well, let's change the subject. All right, so now we, we do this, and you, 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 so you're still doing involved with civil engineering to a certain yeah. extent. You're taking care of your dad. You start the restaurant, all right? You, you start soups on Main. You're doing the soup, and now you're out into the community looking for not necessarily truly organic products, but, but products that are either naturally grown or minimally processed or all of the above. And, and did you find much of an obstacle trying to get those in fear to make your soup? Yeah, well, I, I, organic isn't important to me. I'm not an organic label person. I just, because that organic label has become so corrupt over the years, it really has lost meaning. Yes. And uh, what I wanted to do was know the farmer that's how we ended up with your right, corn. Right. And um, I wanted to know my farmer, what he was using to farm, what his methods were f- of farming were. I'm extremely humane. So I want chickens out free ranging. Right. I don't want those, right. you know, those chicken coop things that they raise a gazillion chickens right. in and they never see the light of day. Uh, yeah. And so that's what we set out to do was to find local, and we wanted to do local. Okay. I, I feel local and uh, not having it trucked across the country and pick country. two months uh, or another country, right? Or pick two months or three months early, you know, yeah. not buying ripe um, so that I can get it. It, it. I just didn't want that. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's, and I, oh, I'm sorry, you go on. 
Well, and I think as we got ready to open the restaurant, we started looking around and visiting the farms that Donna would identify and and seeing what they did. And uh, in doing so, this led us to this farm that we now have. We saw this farm and we visited it and we saw this beautiful facility, this beautiful aquaponics facility. And we were getting ready to open. So that was the fall of of 2018 and we said oh gosh you know we'll have to wait till next year in the fall when we can't get you know fall to winter when we'll have trouble sourcing locally and here will be a great place for us to come and we came back in the fall of 2019 and it was shut down wow so then the quest began to buy the farm so now you decided to so now we so now you decide to go to the next career level the next commitment right from from civil engineer and health coach to uh, to restaurateur right that's a good word right yeah. restaurateur <laughs> and now you're going to cross over into being first generation farmers right but not only first generation farmers but you're going to cross over to be an as I have it aquaponics right so Correct. now, please explain to the audience the difference between hydroponics, aquaculture, and aquaponics. Well, uh, real simply, uh, aquaponics is the marriage of aquaculture plus hydroponics. So we have a facility that we raise fish, the fish in the tanks, the fish then generate fertilizer for the plants, and it's a closed Uh, loop, uh, recycle, the uh, plants clean up the water, and it goes back to the fish. And then there's uh, some excess solids that we then process and use in our uh, media beds that are with water that isn't recycled. So you've got uh, just a a beautiful system, and the only input is uh, feeding the fish. Uh, No other fertilizer is required. Okay, so now, correct me if I'm wrong, right? So just so we could establish before we move on, with the so so hydroponics is plants raised in water, correct. And in a hydroponic operation, how do they fertilize it? Well, they would need to add uh, bags of fertilizer okay. for commercial or organic fertilizer. or inorganic chemicals okay. that they would use, and, and they can do it organically. Although it's uh, tough to get certified in aquaponics or hydroponics, uh, there is uh, certainly room, and. The, uh, as you said, the, uh, they're large tanks uh, that then have uh, either floating media or uh, there's some other uh, operations that uh, have some very, very large uh, hydroponic facilities. And then, aqu- then so, that's, so that's, that's hydroponics. And aquaculture is what uh, the raising of fish? Right. And, and there's, a, there's a long history of, of raising fish outdoors, certainly in... Uh, uh, Asia and the south of the U.S. Uh, and the place that brought together the uh, aquaponics was really the University of the Virgin Islands is certainly the best known. And they they pioneered, uh, they did have their, uh, most of their equipment was, was outdoors initially, but that uh, they they had the aquaculture and they married it up with the, uh, the hydroponics and got their, uh, started pioneering that and teaching that. Okay, so now if I was to go to a restaurant and I saw on the menu it says ranch raised catfish, and that was a that was that was a catfish that was raised uh, aqua, aqua, aquaculture. Correct. Okay. And in fact, we have uh, uh, aquatic farmer license number two hundred fifty one in the state of New oh, wow, Jersey. So it's, so it's uh, 
and the, uh, uh, there, there is no uh, New Jersey licensing for aquaponics, but okay. uh, the, the uh, state has been very good and uh, understands what we're doing, and uh, they granted us the aquatic farmer license. Okay. So now you come here, we'll turn the clock back. Now we have to know what we're talking about. You turn the clock back, you come over here to look, because the impetus for you coming here was to source product for your restaurant. Correct. So you come here, the place is boarded up. So like, ah, the place is boarded up, right? Well, the first time we came here, it wasn't. It was operating. It was operating. And we got to meet the owner and talk to him about the process and determined that this is where we would buy our produce once the restaurant opened. We hadn't opened okay. yet. We were just looking just to looking source. For, okay, looking to source. Okay, you Correct. said that, and I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I missed that. So the thing is that, but so, the, so you, so prior. You never really used his, pro his, his product. Never. never. No, we never got to sample it. I mean, we uh, that's not true. We sampled what he had then to take home. Right. And it was wonderful. And what did you get from him? I got some bib lettuce, uh, two different kinds of lettuce, I remember. And I think a cucumber, zucchini. Okay. Um, and some peppers. Okay. And then you come back. So you did that. It was like whatever samples. Right. Now you So now you're ready to open up the restaurant and you're coming back the next year and the place is closed. Correct. Correct. And we then, opened up in December. We came back the following October is okay. when we were like ready. 10 months later. Right. So now you come here and the place is closed and you say, oh my God, the place is closed. Yeah. And then what happened next? I know that we're sitting here, but there's got to be a story between yeah, coming well, in the, coming is. down the farm lane and finding it's closed. Right. And we'd only been in operation for a year and uh, my dad was still alive. And um, Don and I said, holy smokes, you know, what happened? So Don did some research and found out that the gentleman that owned it owned a restaurant down the hill from okay. where the farm was. And uh, he had also gotten sick. Um, he had overextended himself. And the restaurant was up for sale. The farm was up for sale. And he lived right next door. Okay. So uh, he was going to get back into his old line of work, which was roofing. And this was just too much. He, he bit off more than really? he could chew. Yeah. So when that happened, um, you know, we, we uh, started the process of possibly thinking about buying it. And with all that was going on, the restaurant was only a year old. My okay. dad in the in And then the COVID hit, right? And then COVID hit, correct. So <laughs> we just said, okay, you know, we didn't want to string him along. Right. And it was just too much. So we just said, thanks, but no thanks. Wished him well and let it go okay so the, a year later from that right. so this is in 2020 one probably 2020 late 2020 okay um same time of the year october um my that's daughter you, came to visit that's your witching hour right, <laughs> <laughs> right. which is when you met that's when you and i were talking right. that's when you met my okay. daughter so, uh, you know, we're just, she's in the restaurant one day and she said, hey, mom, why don't you take me to the farm that you guys were thinking about buying? She hadn't seen it. Right. And, um, but she had heard me talk about the aquaponics and the stuff that he was growing. So I did. Well, when we came, I, Don was, I think he was off on a business trip. I don't remember where he was. But we drove here and found the for sale sign gone. The grass was about three feet tall. And they were working on the house. Okay. 
So the house that we're in right now. The house we're in right now, because the house part of the property was abandoned. Oh, okay. It was a mess. So even when he was doing the aquaponics, he still so that he was using the the land and not the house. Correct, correct. And he had let the house go. Yeah. So we saw the you know the workings of remodeling the house at least from the outside and uh, drove into the property walked around the grow house and it was just desolate it was a mess um, and it wasn't that old right no no it's a couple of years old it was built in 2016 okay and, so it wasn't uh, all this it was only 2020 nope. it's a nope. well-engineered uh building and we can go into that yeah but uh you know we went back home and i updated don on what the latest by now my father has passed okay. so we don't have that to worry about anymore and um the restaurant's doing okay and now we're in the beginnings of covid um and what do we do oh, and brother. i'm a huge patriot yes so huge patriot yes. um and huge in community and supporting the local farmer and i didn't want to see another farm go down the, down tubes. the tubes yeah that's really the bottom line and uh, we didn't know what was going to happen. It was with a COVID. mercy purchase, almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. You know, in the beginning I mean, of COVID, yeah, nobody knew what was. Nobody. Totally uncharted territories. Correct. And it had been pulled off the market. Uh, if if you didn't, if you hadn't seen it when it was operating, and you didn't have the background in environmental engineering, you wouldn't understand how the thing was going to work. Right. And uh, so there were no takers. It was pulled off the market. And so we, we and, got back in touch. And the day that um, we came to visit this with my daughter and I came, and I went back and told Don, Don had still the number of the owner. Okay. Now, at that point, did you know that he lived next door? Yeah, we knew. Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, so Don called him up. Well, he was driving to the closing of the restaurant. Oh, brother. Well, I guess that, that was day. a good, that was good news. That was a good news. At least right. something to sell. It was good news. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he had one less burden on his yeah, on his plate. No pun intended. Right, literally. And uh, so that kind of sparked the conversation <clears throat> okay. to get back. You know, oh, maybe we can buy it. But you know, the thing is that I let me try to to create put a sentence together instead of being Joe Biden. But the thing is that, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's one thing buying something. Yeah. You have the resources, you have to check, you go buy anything. I mean, if you have the resources, you go buy a jet, doesn't mean you know how to fly it. Right. But when, uh, respectfully, you knew nothing about farming, <laughs> no. you never even no. had a garden, you told me before we went on the air. No. You got a civil engineer, he's used to wrecking the ground, putting pavement down and, and yeah. what have you, all right? <laughs> You're, you're a great cook, but you just, the stuff has to get to you. And now you're going into a, into a, into a business or, a, or an agricultural model is probably a more accurate way for me to say it, that even somebody who's come from a long lineage of agriculture, which would know nothing, nothing about, this is almost like, like a flying saucer compared to a, a, a diesel engine or a gasoline engine. So was when did the fear kick when did the fear kick in <laughs> really, it did it it, it really did. the minute the day that we walked in Don has a picture of me talking to Mike when it was up and operating yeah and I felt such peace 
walking into that building and on this land it was it was it almost makes me teary-eyed really to think about it uh, so when he when we came back a year later to purchase i sat there and i cried oh really because i it, this was horrible yeah and yeah. then when i came back the, another year later and found out that it yeah. was off the market right. and what he was going to do is just let it collapse yeah. and he was going to really? rent the house out that wow. was why he was fixing up the I mean, house. So that's like a Nehemiah story from the Bible. Correct. That the walls and the gates of Jerusalem are burned. Yeah. Where did you, when you, did you cry in the car or did you cry outside on the land? Um, both. 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 It was yeah. horrible. I mean, I just felt such a loss for yeah. the community as well as And it's a brochette dream for him. And, 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 you know, the audience, obviously, because it's a podcast, there's no visual here. If you go to the website and if you're listening to the show if on uh, one of the podcast hosting platforms, you won't see the pictures on Donna and Don's landing page on my website, so you can go there. But this is a beautiful state-of-the-art. This is not a Mickey Mouse operation. No, nope. This no. is state-of-the-art. And I know, Don, you had told me a little bit from the engineering background that this is Cadillac. Yeah, this is this is a, a facility that was designed by the uh, the company that has the website aquaponics.com. So it's Nelson and Paid out of out of Wisconsin, and they really pioneered the commercialization of of uh, a uh, an engineer. Uh, they're, they're biologists primarily, but uh, a, an engineering uh, design that was uh, really built to spec. And then this facility was adapted, uh, adding some features on heating and making sure the reliability of uh, all the equipment was there. But kind of back to your question about why weren't we scared, uh, Donna isn't fond of me saying this, but this is really uh, a facility that, that I knew and understood how it operated. The good thing you married an engineer. I, I knew <laughs> and understood from, from my environmental engineering right that what, what we would have is that the, the water in the fish tanks would have nitrosomonas bacteria convert the, the ammonia to nitrite, and then the nitrobacter bacteria would convert nitrite to nitrate. And there you got fertilizer. Right. And it would move through into the plants, and we'd have great fertilizer. And at the same time, we'd balance pH and do all the things that I understood from my engineering background. And uh, it was really a, a mechanical engineering, though, which is not my forte, of getting the pumps, the pipes, and the heating system back in order. Because when it was uh, when it was essentially uh, shut out of uh, turned off, uh, it was never designed to be shut down. So we had uh, freezing conditions that caused water left in some of the pipes to freeze, and it had low pH well water that uh, the makeup water that was going through the uh, boiler in the heat system, nobody realized that it was highly corrosive, and uh, we had to rehabilitate a lot of pumps and pipes and things like that. But we got it all back in operation, and so really no fear. It's just a matter of, of pushing forward once we had it. We knew we could bring it back. Okay, I'm going to go. I, I know that that's, that's a component of it, right? So just like I could say, well, I could get this tractor running. That doesn't mean <laughs> that I could, you know, I, I, I don't worry about it. I feel like I get this tractor running. The motor sounds pretty good, right? So that's the engineering side. Yeah. All right. But then that's only one element of it. The other element of it is that you have to say, well, now the farming, the the the, the agrarian aspect of it is that you, I mean, respectfully, you never grew a tomato in a pot, right? 
Did you? Uh, well, you know, I, I did have an occasional garden. And, oh, okay, uh, all right. That, all right, did, that, that uh, answers I all did, my questions. Uh, cut hay and oh, okay. uh, bale hay uh, once upon a time when okay. I was in my 20s. Okay. I spent a lot of time in, uh, went to grad school in Wisconsin, okay. lived in Nebraska for 10 years. Okay. So uh, you had some I got off the East Coast quite which a bit. Which has, so, but still, I mean, there's a certain amount of, of fear. You're putting your money on the line. You were gonna. The audience doesn't notice, but you were gonna sell your house in town in Hackettstown, move over here, which is not that for twenty five, but still it's a different house. Yeah. You had to sell that. You had to try to, 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 get this going. Uh, like I said, the engineering part of it, fine. That's Don's forte, and he could do that. But now, you have to move from that and say, we got to figure out how to grow this, grow this stuff. We got to figure out what to grow. Right. right, so so there was no there was no fear that came in there. For, not for me, you know. I I believe that this was divinely guided. Okay, God's a big part of my life and and who I turn to and when I want to do something. I've had some remarkable experiences in the past, and it was just I could see the writing on the wall with everything that's happening now. Right. Um, and so for me, it was... You mean what's happening in the country? Just so in the audience. country. Oh, around yes, the world Around now. the world, right, yeah. yes. And uh, so for me, it was just... that's. I turned to my faith and just said, okay, God, if you think I can do this, right. let's let her rip. Let's let her rip and let it go, right? <laughs> and we did. We're, right, so that's... So uh, that's I can't <coughs> even tell you what we're doing now, if it's right or wrong, right. but, you know, I think God gave me a brain to utilize and... I have little test things I'm right. doing to see which grows the best. Yeah, you know we're we're planted twelve different kinds of lettuce. I didn't even know there was that many lettuce till I came here. <laughs> yeah, there's more. There's I might just do the iceberg and the romaine. Right, right. And you just you practice. You practice, okay. And you know we decided it would be a good year if we could get the farm up and running and operating relatively smoothly. In a year, we'd be okay. Okay, so when will that year be up? We started uh, officially in February, I think, of this just, year. Okay, so you're so you're really in your 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 you're just just in, starting in, in your pregnancy. You're just uh, you know, uh, in the early stages of your of of your of your growth. Correct. And the right. food is delicious. I mean, I'm in shock. I'm eating things that I don't. Really? That you would have eaten before. Rainbow Swiss shard. You I don't know, even I don't know. That sounds that. too classy for me. <laughs> and uh, different uh, kinds of kale, and I'm chopping it up and throwing okay. it in a, in a salad along yeah. with that romaine lettuce that you yeah. buy in the supermarket. Right, right, right. So, and, you're, and you're selling some roadside here, right? Self-service? It's ridiculous. You know, we, I just I took an old hutch, chopped the heck out of it, yeah. and uh, put some bales of hay around it out on the road and a, a cooler and a sign. And... And uh, we put our story okay. out there. And um, so the local neighbors are coming by. It's all on yeah. the honesty program. Right. And, you know, three bucks a bag. They that's come great. and take what they want, and I just replenish it. Well, that's that's fantastic. And then, so you're learning the, the well, you, you're applying your engineering background and your environmental background and then putting it together. And then, so basically, what I have gotten the impression is that you're the, the mechanical man as far as the the facility manager the facility boss and you're the agronomist you're the beautiful you so so she's really the farmer not you exactly <laughs> yeah, I'm, all right I'm, get uh, off the air get <laughs> off the air i'll kill I your mic now i have to make now. sure that the uh, the indoor agriculture right. facility right. 
is operating so that she's got the water of the right temperature right. and quality yeah. that yeah. she can grow what she wants to grow. Okay. Right. Okay. So and I do nothing with the fish. I can't tell you about water quality or what to do with and them. What, and then you told me the tilapia, right? <laughs> right now tilapia. we have tilapia. Uh, they're they're a, a great starter fish, and uh, they're they're very forgiving. Okay, uh, if you that's good in the beginning. pH yeah. uh, <laughs> out of whack, you're you're okay. Yeah. And uh, one night somebody turned off the air to one of the tanks, and I found out that tilapia, they they. Uh, we try and keep the oxygen level to about uh, eight parts per million, seven and a half to eight parts per million. It got down to about two and a half parts and per and million. They were, still fine. they were fine. Apparently, they're hardier than carp. Uh, so, we, <laughs> how do you read the oxygen level in the water? Well, you uh, uh, there's. Uh, I went ahead and bought some uh, electronic probes, a uh, little test equipment, okay. and uh, so, so you, so you literally read it that you way. put the you put the uh, monitor. Uh, uh, in the water, and it'll tell you right away oh, what really? you got. And uh, the same thing that I think what we did is we we took from uh, really good background given by the uh, the people who designed the facility. There's probably 45 different videos they have uh, instead of in class training anymore. And I took that and said, okay, yeah, I see them using pH test strips. I think we can do better with okay. uh, electronic monitors. Okay. So I bought the right equipment, and now we're, we uh, will do our own chemistry to make sure the water's water's good, enough oxygen, the pH is in the right range, and uh, again, the balancing of nutrients. Uh, we just got to make sure we're, we're healthy for the fish, and it's uh, suitable for growing the right plants. This is just a technical question. It's nothing to do with the personal side of the podcast, but do you find that things are like stratified layers in the water in the tank? So like the oxygen content will vary. There'll be different layers of it? No, not so much. Uh what the the way the system is designed is the the fish tanks are about 500 gallons and they have uh there's six big fish tanks each has about uh, 250 or 300 fish okay and the flow through of water the whole all the water in the system is approximately 15,000 gallons and the main system pump is pushing water through at 75 gallons a minute so oh, wow. the water is the water is moving through each tank number one and then there are air diffusers in the tanks that are also contributed to that the the water is continually right. cycling. So there's really really no stratification. Okay, okay, good. So now so now so he says to you, honey, I got this thing tuned up, baby. She's humming like a Swiss watch, right? I'm handing it off to you. You got to make the stuff grow. I gave you so basically, in essence, if you were if you were uh, say a traditional farmer, all right, you'd say I gave you good soil. I gave you, we don't call it, so we call it ground, good ground. You got good ground. So now the ball is in your court. So now you say, what is the first crop that you're going to try to grow here? We decided on lettuce. And why was that most popular? Easiest to sell. Um, They had a huge variety of different kinds of lettuce. Um, So we decided we'd pick about a dozen out of the catalog, and, uh, and there were more. Okay. But, you know, more like on the romaine side or fluffy kind of, you know, pretty. Right. Now, is there special seed for aquaponics? Nope. Same seed. So you could take that same seed and put it in the ground outside here and grow lettuce. Correct. And that's what we're doing now. I have an abundance of, for instance, basil. Basil went crazy. So I've been giving away little basil plants to people so they can take them home and, you know, have a nice fresh basil plant and 
Okay. Take off some leaves for whatever they're cooking. Wow, that's wonderful. So now we have this. We have Don says, don't worry about it, honey. If I get this thing running, right? You say, don't worry about it, honey. I could, I could, I could grow something, all right? So we're going to put our trust in the Lord, and we feel that he, he brought you here on this journey because truly life is a journey, right? Whether Correct. we want to recognize it or not, it's a, it's a journey. And then as we start to go further down that journey, we look at the experiences and the things that the Lord has put in front of us, which were meant to, so that we could be effective at this particular time Correct. in our walk. All right, so now you do that, but now, just like a, you say, hey, we're having a baby, right? But you got to name it. So, <laughs> so I mean, you can't just be like, oh, to you, it's the farm or the store or whatever. But so you got to think of a name for this operation, right. right? So, so did you go back and forth with names? Or what did you? What, uh, so, so I know the name, but I want you to say it. So, what's the name? Yeah, so we decided to call it FLP Acres for FLP. Freedom Loving Patriots, oh, which freedom. is our, okay, so our that, uh, not-for-profit organization. Okay, and so. uh, that we started, you know, around COVID, and um, it's it stuck. Okay, everything's become Freedom Loving Patriots. Um, our children probably don't want any part of this, and we were thinking ahead. Um, to leave it, make this a community farm, and yep. really push that. Now, what do you mean by a community farm? Uh, I feel the problem with America today, and, and I'll just say America, is that we gave away our power, and we lost sight of what made this country so great, and it was individual communities yes. working together for a common goal. And we've become so uh, fixated on money and, you know, power. And we've lost God. You know, we've lost God in our lives. And, you know, for me, in my journey, working for a family, very wealthy family, and being their personal assistant was eye-opening. They have the same problems we have, just on a larger scale. They just had commas in a different place. Right, that's exactly correct. <laughs> correct. Their headaches are bigger. Yeah, headaches are bigger. But it's go, the same challenges. And, and they could bite themselves out a little bit easier to a certain yes, level. To a certain degree. But, but when I saw that and realized that money doesn't bring happiness, and it's really communities coming together is when I've always had my best life you know when yes. when family comes together and and you uh, all work towards a common goal is when you're happiest yes so if you could start to rebuild our communities which we've lost nobody goes to school boards anymore nobody's on don't town even know what you, who your neighbor is anymore correct don't even know your neighbor and uh, so you know what's going to fix you know instead of complaining about america all the time and what's going on and the president and this you know everybody's complaining why not do something right so i felt that if we could buy the farm and bring community back together and work as a team toward a common goal what do we need we need food yes everybody needs that right and uh, we need health yes you're not going to get health through a pharmaceutical drug no you'll get it through your food yes. and i think that god gave us everything that we need Yes. It's we're surrounded by it. Let's take care of it and nurture it and bring it back together right. as a community. Now, and then if we could use this as a model for other communities 
and really work with your local farmers. Like, I won't buy corn from anybody but you. you no, I didn't just say that because I put you in the podcast. <laughs> no, there no, no, comes, no, no, no. comes Joe. Hey, he put the corn in the back. It, no. And it does help. That All of our best. customers yeah. know because yeah, really. I make a really good potato corn chowder, yeah, yeah. and they all love it. Oh, thank you. Where do you get your corn from? Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> the only yeah. place in Jersey you can get good corn. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but thank you so much. <laughs> but now, uh, so we call it. So you call. Who came up with the name Freedom Freedom Loving Patriot Acres? FLP well, Acres. I guess I, I came up with Freedom Loving Patriots when in the beginning of COVID, right. one of the things that we did at our stores, we didn't stand down. We okay. didn't, we, I knew because I was a health coach that what we were being told was not truthful. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we didn't wear masks and sorry if I offend anybody yeah. out there that does, but we didn't. I didn't social distance, none of it made sense. It's, and we allowed our customers to come in. We never closed. Yes. And we would hug them. And, yeah. you know, for people that were concerned and scared about what was happening, we, ge- we were the safe place that yes. they could come. And in doing that, um, you know, we took a lot of heat for, for yes, it. Yes, I was going to say that you paid the price. We paid the price big time. Um, you know, they tried to run us out of town. They, Don was the president of the Business Improvement District. They tried to get him off of yeah. that, uh, that role. They didn't want us there at all. We yeah. were troublemakers. Yeah. And we, all we wanted was to keep right. our community safe. safe. That was the bottom line. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we, we started uh, realizing that it's not just complain on Facebook. We started having a class uh, every Thursday night. We had a constitution class. We used uh, David Barton. At the restaurant. At the restaurant. We did that for over a year. And we learned how close uh, the the constitution was really uh, a third plus or minus based on the Bible. And that uh, in the, you know, the early days of our country, uh, the idea of separation of church and state was that you couldn't separate church from state. Right. And as Ben Franklin had said, uh, an educated public that uh, knew the Bible, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, right. you wouldn't need many laws. Right, so, exactly. So we did that, and as Donna talks, so many divine things do happen in life. And a couple came into our store, and uh, afterwards, I'll let Donna tell the story, but. Uh, uh, it turns out he was a uh, he, the couple was a messianic Jewish uh, okay. rabbi, and uh, we had started going to church uh, that some of our farmers went to uh, nearby, yeah. and uh, that uh, we found that they were reading the same passages uh, uh, in the Sunday service and the Saturday service. So yeah. uh, we made a transition, and Donna maybe more, but uh, that's. That was part of our uh, patriotic element. We had uh, we hosted a weekly meeting of of folks uh, from uh, I guess must have been March March or April of of 2020, and uh, we have not stopped meeting weekly uh, for people. And we started a school. We did a number of other things that we just said let's let's not. And this complain. is in the in the restaurant facility. This is in the restaurant, and then it got. Uh, too big and we had to expand beyond there and uh, it's downsized after the elections but uh, we ended up having a a very active group and uh, I found that I was uh, um, 
conservative and uh, had been a card-carrying Democrat for 40-plus years. Oh, I know you had told me months ago. 40-plus so. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. you know, talking about Now I'm going to kill you, okay. Mike. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm, I'm now a registered Republican. Yeah. And I'm well, a registered conservative. We need to bring right. a conservative, conservative, values a conservative registration in New Jersey because a Republican, forget about it. But now I just want to go back because I... Uh, just want to clarify for myself and for the audience is that you said you made the switch so that you became messianic Jewish is that what you became I was raised Jewish so to me this was uh, explained a lot of things that uh, okay. I, I just an incomplete picture and Donna uh, I think it was uh, answered questions that she didn't quite understand having uh, converted to Judaism uh, many years before we met oh okay yeah so if I was to meet you on an airplane now, I'd say, what is your faith? What would you... I would say I'm a, I'm a Messianic Jew. Oh, so, okay, you say a Messianic Jew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, it's just been, you know, it, I, without waxing too much on it, no, no, I, no. I've got a lot to learn. Uh, and uh, the fundamentals, uh, just it's just amazing, and it feels very very comfortable to me because... There are parts of the service that go back to my childhood, but everything that we did in my childhood, uh, most of it uh, was in Hebrew, and you just was, learned to say holy words. And it was and it more ritualistic, almost. Right, it, absolutely. So this was this is very much like uh, those connection. who grew up as Catholic uh, when the mass was in Latin, right. who also didn't understand didn't what, what was, was going being on. Said. But you so, were sitting there. So now, uh, and it's really a, a I'll call it a messianic uh, fellowship where. There's open discussion about the passages you're reading, and uh, it really is really eye-opening. And you just get back to basics, and you you just get a new perspective on things. So, is there a messianic community in Hackettstown? Uh, definitely no. So is there an actual uh, an, an actual building or a, or a, a sanctuary? Yes, there is. And yep. it says Messianic Jewish on it? Um, I believe it does. It's, it looks like a church, though. Okay. They bought a church okay. and uh, kind of converted that. Yeah. But it's not, you wouldn't know what you're walking into, I guess, the yeah. building itself. Um, uh, but it's uh, it's been, for me, it's been that's wonderful. Now, wonderful. Now, do you, so you use the Old Testament and New Testament? Correct. Okay. Correct. So, now, do you use the Torah at all? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Torah is involved. That's the Old Testament. Right, right. The new, the Old Testament. I think, sorry. but the Old Testament without Five all the books but, of Moses. Right. Without without the, without the whole Old Testament. Correct. So, yeah. One of the first things I had asked. Well, back to your original question. So, freedom-loving patriots came out of yeah. people coming to the store and looking to us for guidance. You yes. know how do, how do we protect ourselves? Right. I said, well, you get together as a group, a community, right, and exactly. you stand united, exactly under God. Yes. You know, I went out and bought a uh, or or had a huge um, poster made for the store. Yeah, inside behind the counter. Correct. Yeah. And it had the Pledge of Allegiance on, on it. Yes, it's beautiful. So yeah. it was supposed yeah. to be two by four and go in the front window, but the guy who made it. Uh, I asked him for the biggest one he could make. Right. So it was at least four I was by, also by, 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 by I was also supposed to have a small ranch house. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> but Freedom Loving Patriots came out of somebody we started to organize right, okay. and we said, what are we gonna call ourselves? Yes. And I said, well, what do we want? What are we? Yeah. We want freedom. We want love back in our right. community, and we're patriots. And we want Christ, and the messianic and part of it is, 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 is the Messiah. Correct. Yeah. And that came a little bit later on okay. when I had met Rabbi. Yeah, that was, uh, as just before, then we'll get back to the, because I'm sure the audience is interested, uh, is that as a messianic Jew, do you have dietary restrictions like an orthodox Jew does? It, whatever's, it, you know what I love about it is it's, biblically based if it's not written in the bible it's not okay so a, a funny story was i was excited to get some livestock on the farm and we started with chickens yeah and then um somebody came up with a deal that we could have bought 25 or 30 rabbits and there were a special breed of rabbit that you could yeah. they could get Harvest. their pelts and you could also eat the meat yeah and uh, so we were scheduled to pick them up the next day. And I talked to Rabbi and his wife, <clears throat> excuse me, Yael, on the phone. And I'm telling him, yeah, I'm yeah, excited. so excited, right? And all of a sudden, there's silence on yeah, the other end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, hello, are you there? They dropped their cell phone. <laughs> and she, you know, it's proceeded to tell me, go look up Leviticus, you know, whatever okay. verse it is, and read there. And I did. I went over to the Bible. And what is this? I, I'm so you can't, you know, I forget the exact right, words. Paraphrase. But it was, you can't eat. They're rodents. They're like rats. Oh, okay. You're not supposed to be eating that kind of okay. stuff. Okay. So, and you now know. what about pork? Pork is not, it's a no-no. Okay. It's, uh, you know, God put pigs on the land as humanity's garbage disposal. That's okay. how I look at it. And, and they don't have they sweat don't glands. They don't have sweat glands. They okay. don't. They're not oh, really? able to uh, to get rid of toxins okay. in their bodies, and we shouldn't be eating them. And okay. every animal has a purpose. Right. Oh yeah. No, everything right? is into a purpose. I mean, it wasn't. So so that's wonderful. So uh, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful story. So now you agree on the name FL Freedom Loving. So everything acres, became FLP as acres. we're going through this pandemic, and things are growing, and things are moving. Um, FLP got a name for itself and uh, you know we just started to expand yeah. as the worse you could see things getting right. within our society um, we started with school yeah. you know we knew education was a problem so we started the FLP Academy that started though out of our store just having a history class okay. for an hour a week with our children yes. and that spawned having a constitutional class right. for adults okay. at the store. So things kept yeah, building kept, on each building other. Building on each other, yeah. yeah so. And I think as, as we started the academy, we, we went to our farmers who, uh, there's one farm that we go to that uh, the, the family, we said, well, you know, you homeschool your kids, you've got five kids, you know, what, what, what do you use for your curriculum? Yeah. He said, well, King James, of course. Yeah. So you know, this was this was again guidance. Right. Then right. yeah. um, don't tell me who it is, but was that farm locally or was that? A, yeah, uh, it's in Andover. Oh, it's um, local. Okay. It's can in I New mention Jersey. names? Oh, you could mention it's whatever you want. Rock Ridge Farm. Whatever and, you feel comfortable and, uh, with. You know, it's just a it's a <clears throat> great farm, and uh, we we really are. Uh, again, we we joked as uh, the, you know, pandemic started and. Uh, people from New York would come out further and further to right. try and buy 
buy their meats and, and produce. And uh, I joked, I said, gosh, you, you're going to need valet parking here pretty soon yeah. because it's so busy. So, yeah. And we were started to have, have uh, supply chain disruptions, and we're probably going to see those again, whether it's the, the price of diesel or other things yeah. are happening. But we started going over to uh, central Pennsylvania and finding a number of the Amish farms that were also choosing not to participate in COVID. Right. So... Yeah, uh, well, that's you know, wonderful. So again, back to back to the farm. Uh, we did also set up a, a private membership association or a PMA for the school and for the Patriot Group. But we uh, so we separately have uh, Freedom Loving Patriots as a nonprofit PMA uh, under which the school falls, and we have a for profit uh, farm, uh, right. FLP Acres, which is led by Donna. Yes, and that, that's fantastic. Now, since you're in your infancy, you just started this, you're in your test run and your trial, so you're hoping by February to be full bore, right? Should be. You know, full we'll bore. hopefully be but harvesting just, fish okay. before Christmas, okay. before before December. And and you're selling some, you're not only roadside over here with the you, with the honor system, but I know that you, when we went around and we saw it, you, you call it a grow house, right? I, that's what I call you it. You call yeah. it a grow house. <laughs> and the thing is that uh, I know you're also servicing some restaurants, aren't you? With the produce currently, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we have restaurants, uh, farm markets. Uh, we you know are looking to expand into you know wholesale uh, farm market our own store here on property, as well as uh, bringing product into into our uh, restaurant in Hackettstown. Yes, well, that's that's wonderful. Now, when you, so when you go to a restaurant, you don't have to name any names, and you say, okay, this is what we're doing. We have this aquaponics, this is the way we're raising it. Is the restaurant embracing that, all right? Or, I mean, obviously they're embracing it because they're buying it. Are they, are they embracing it based upon your the system that you're growing it with, or they, what is the impetus for them to embrace it? And there's a part two to that question. Are they promoting, not necessarily FLP acres, but the concept of way, the way that lettuce or that produce is being grown to their, to their customers? Uh, I think it's uh, multiple reasons. You know, again, it's supporting community, supporting yeah. community. Um, it's nice that they can just pick up the phone and we can, you know, a mile down the road, they've got fresh produce that's just been picked. Yes. Actually, Um, they they love to come here and go inside the greenhouse because it's so calming and and, uh, just a pleasant environment. With the sound of the pumps and the fans. Can I pick it up? No, no, we'll bring it. And the flip side is that they get to taste it. Okay. And the biggest reason that they're buying the produce is So they taste. taste the difference. Yeah. And they're saying their customers are tasting the difference. Okay, that's wonderful. So, So, and I think much like you said earlier, there are things that we're growing that uh, we had never really experienced before. And in the, they're putting their menu together. They said, you know, I, I, I don't think I've really ever had kale or shard on my menu, but you know, and I never liked kale before, but this is really Pretty good. good. Why, why don't why yeah. don't we? Uh, I'll take all you've got. That, wow, that's wonderful. Yeah. So that's a, it's been great. Yeah, that's wonderful. And and also, I mean, I know that that we look at it on our small little farm. That, that your episode's not about me, but I think there's a real component. Of, I mean, the, the dynamics of it has to make money. It has to be sustainable. You know, Correct. people talk about an agriculture sustainability, and the thing is that I say yes, I agree about the 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 uh, 
environmental sustainability of it, you know, and but also it has to be financial sustainability because you Correct. have all the good intentions in the world. And the sad part about it is that if if it doesn't work, it's going to become a Walmart or a housing development. Correct. So that's you know, and I think that to a lot of the audience, uh, they may not recognize that. But in in the Northeast, but specifically New Jersey, it's a small state. It's about 160 miles tip to tip and about 75 miles wide. And it's sandwiched between New York City and Philadelphia. <clears throat> so it really doesn't have much of its own identity. Northern New Jersey is more as a New York identity, New York radio stations, New York television stations, newspapers, Southern New Jersey uh, <clears throat> is a Philadelphia uh, influence. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is it is very hard to have a transition of a farm here. Correct. Because I might talk to the listeners and people that I know in Iowa, South Dakota, Nebraska, and they say, do you have a transition plan? Well, you know, if you don't preserve a piece of land in New Jersey, there is no, the transition is to the bulldozers. Correct. There's no, there's no two ways about it. So I, so by you, and I think from what you had said, your component, a component of you investing in this, mm-hmm. all right, is, and it's an investment because as I always say, a purchase means all you expect is a bill in the mail, and an investment you expect a return on your invest on your efforts financial right. and physical and i can say from the little bit that i've been here that this is almost akin to a dairy farm i mean because <laughs> you know it's a, or animal agriculture specifically a dairy farm because you have to interact with the cow and milk it and what have you is that that this is a lot of hand holding here it's not like you throw some seeds in the water and go to the beach and let it float there's a i mean and on both sides i mean with with don constantly checking the ph in the water quality and you nurturing the plants in the different stages i have to honestly say that conventional agriculture is a lot easier it is easier that's true i mean you're not dealing with the weather element and saying okay it got washed out or it's flooded or or to to drought or what have you and you could have the ability to grow stuff all year round so but the point that i'm working my way very slowly to is that the impression that i got and you don't have to agree with this all right because i don't i mean it's your heart it's and is that i also feel that you're doing this as not only as a community i look at it beyond the community and charlotte and i look at our farm that way it's like it's obviously it has to make money that's the reality of it mm. is that but i think it's also a mission i it is it really is. We've, you know, we, we've got to, if we don't take an interest in, in our communities and our families and bring God back, and if we don't, we're going to cease to exist. And, and it's history repeating itself. Yeah. And when, as I learn more and more about the Bible and, and history, because that's, it's that's basically all it is. Right, right. Is history, yes, it's a historic account, right? And so much has been hidden or lied to us about our history and our past. If we don't take that back, we're all doomed to repeat history. Yes. When I was studying to become uh, to convert to Judaism back in the eighties, I would ask myself continually, "How could all those people die at the hands of a of a few?" bad guys you know nazis now you're living now you see now we're living it this is it's so so what do you do do you sit back and do nothing or do you say no you're not going to do this right and i'm going to make sure at least 
as long as I'm breathing on the planet, right. that it's not going to happen. Yeah. Not here. Yeah, well, I think it's, you know, it's, and I'm going to use the word Christian, even though you categorize yourself as a Messianic it is Jew. Christian it, it, Jew, it does. Right, right, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, is that, but uh, well, anybody who believes in God and believes in Christ, that your goal is to one day hear from him, well done, good and faithful servant. Correct. That's exactly right. You know, and and uh, and to live your life. I mean, we're all imperfect. We're all we're all we're all sinners. We all have a selfish bone. So I mean, we're whatever. We're all yeah. none of us are perfect. We have the we're washed in the blood of Christ, and our sins are forgiven. And we need to recognize, and the Holy Ghost speaks to our heart and tells us when we need. We kind of you know you get that sixth sense of where you know this was really wasn't right what I said or what I did or what I thought, but I really see this farm. You know, to to be something, to be a mission, to bring, and I and you and you say community, and I agree, and that's an that's an important part of it. But I respectfully say that it's more than community. I think it's to bring people to Christ and to bring people to salvation. And then once you so. bring them, then that's the cascade effect. All the other things of community and whatever seem to fall in place. But then, you know, to, this, to the close enough engineer, right, <laughs> is that you gotta lay the foundation, you don't start on the third floor. Correct, so, that's true. And so. for Freedom Living Patriots, the beauty of all of this is that all of our labor so far has been volunteer yeah, labor. That's wonderful. So it makes it even more, yeah. you know, united. Right. Um, and even if we aren't of the same faith, some of us are Christians, some are Messianic Jews, some right, are right. Catholics. Whatever, yeah. Um, it doesn't seem to matter. No. Because we all believe in right. a higher power yes. of God. Yeah. And, and I think when we set up the, the, the PMA as FLP, we really got guidance from uh, an attorney who specialized in that, and we essentially set it up not as merely a social, there's essentially three levels of PMAs, and it's not merely a social club. This is a faith-based organization under the laws of God and nature, and that's how we set this up. Yeah, so right. we, we weren't completely comfortable saying that this was, would be a church. Yeah. Uh, although we looked at how to uh, configure the interior here for right. class and study, right, right. and uh, it, we we set it up to be, you know, as you say, it, 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 we're on a mission. I'm not yes. quite sure uh, what the mission is. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, uh, as as we used to say in the, in our engineering, a, a vision without a plan yeah, is yeah. merely an hallucination. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> You plan your work, you work your plan, and uh, we, we have approached this uh, methodically, and uh, we've committed, uh, you know, essentially our, our, our life savings to doing this. So yes. it, it does have to work, and if it doesn't, uh, there's plan B, but... Uh, That's why you uh, get the motorhome out there. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it would have been, been much Exit easier to sell right. the house and, uh, you know, move it's, the money. It's, it's, uh, but uh, It's facing towards the driveway. <laughs> but, you know, we, we've, uh, we've set up the, the farm, that this house, that the... the uh, the great room is uh, will transition into being the farm store. The kitchen is set up as, in essence, uh, with a lot of stainless steel and all the configuration needed to uh, make soup. Pr produce yep. uh, soup. Yep. We set it up so that uh, as soon as I finally uh, move forward on uh, the uh, uh, alternative power, uh, yeah. that we definitely are moving towards uh, solar and. Uh, 
uh, and battery for backup because we have to keep things going for the fish. Right. And if the electricity goes out and I run out of propane. I know this is Huntington County and Warren County. We lose electricity quite yeah, often. I know. Well, I know. We, we, we do have a 22 kW generator, but, you know, again, it runs on propane. Yeah, and right. if, if we got an outage for uh, more than a week, I'm, yeah, I'm in trouble. Yep, yep. So we, we've done that. We've done everything to make this uh, self-sufficient. Uh, we're on a well. Uh, I have the uh, manual well pump is on order. Okay, wow. So, you know, we're really doing it. But again, it's it's community and for a place for people to come if uh, if there, there are challenges. Uh, and uh, we're, uh, we're, we're really moving forward on it. So, so next year at this time, by God's grace, God, if, if the good Lord spoke to your heart tonight in bed and said to you, well, he just wants to, he's not going to talk to him because he just wants the pumps to work and everything. <laughs> yeah, boring. Right, right, right. So, so God, I don't want to bother with that. You know, but if he said to you, Donna, what, what would you like? What would you like for one year from now? Well, how do you envision FLP Acres, the farm, the grow house, and everything? Um, per, me personally, I see it or if I had a, a wish to come true, um, or well, God's hope. We're going to say a hope because the Bible doesn't have the word wish in it. I know, I know. We well, use the word wish, but it's hope. Hope, okay. I hope that it is um, self-sustaining. Yes. And that it's pumping out food and everything is on track and we've got a system so that can really operate itself. And uh, I'd like to have some patriots and some of our um, fellowship um, people, you know, be able to operate it when we're not here and really take an interest um, to further along what we've started. Okay. Because it's really, for, for me, uh, and I think for Don too, it's not about money. Yeah. It, you know, money's not going to save us. No, it's I mean you actually, need money. It's whatever. You need it. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a reality, but it's not about money. Correct. It's not about money, <clears throat> and it's really about bringing people back together. It's really about love. Yeah. Do you have a? Do you have any plans for the addition? Because the the hot the grow house is only about eight thousand square feet. So Correct. the additional land, you plan on doing any conventional farming? Well, we want to plant some um, fruit sweet trees. Corn. I want to go sweet corn. Yeah. Absolutely. That seed, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, fruit trees, <clears throat> everything on this property biblically should be productive okay. to feed us and to sustain us. And that's yeah. the goal. Yeah. So outdoor cooking, indoor cooking, you know, fruit trees, yeah. plants, yeah. maybe a cow. I don't know. Maybe we buy a couple of cows or okay. some I, I sheep think, or yeah. a goat. Yeah. yeah. Sheep, sheep are next. Yeah. So, okay. you know, we'll see what happens. It really depends on. Yeah. Well, it depends on the path the good Lord leads you down and exactly. where his blessings are. And, uh, and it's uh, oftentimes, you know, he doesn't, uh, we, we have to just have the faith that he's leading us on the right path. Correct. And, and um, it's just a, a, a wonderful, uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful journey because it's a journey because it's not my money now. <laughs> well, I got the tractor. <clears throat> well, no, but um, I'm I'm just I'm just adding a little bit of comedy into it. I don't mean to, but I'm, I'm serious. It's a it's a wonderful journey, and everybody's walk in life is different. It's just different 
that this is the world according to me. You don't have to agree with it. It's everybody's walk in life is the different, but it's the same. Your challenges are different than the guy next down the roads or what mm-hmm. have you. But ultimately, we still have to have. And Proverbs three verse five and six is at all. All the so the Bible is full of wonderful, wonderful, depending depending upon what's happening in your life verses. But Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your your own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will guide your path. And that's a proverb that has, that's a Bible verse, I shouldn't say a proverb that has been, I've held near and dear to my heart for over 30 years. Yeah. All right, And, and because of my nature, because of engineering, mechanics, whatever, I try to fix stuff. And I, you know, and some stuff you can fix. And a lot of things in life, God can only fix. And the stuff that you right. do fix is only because God allows you and gives you the wisdom to fix it. So, right. uh, so the idea that you're going into this uh, with the faith, then you say, oh, well, I'm not afraid because I have an engineering degree and I'm not afraid I know how to make soup and I know, mm-hmm. know how to do this. And I'm just making light of it as, a, as like Zig Ziglar would say to make, break it down to the ridiculous to make a point. But, you know, I, and as a third party observer, not that I'm any smarter than anybody else, yeah, all of those things are real, but this is a, a stronger faith walk that you're conveying with FLP acres and getting, going into this and not knowing anything and I'll say you know you have no idea what you're doing, all right? I mean, but I don't yeah. either. So no offense taken. It's, no offense it's taken. True. You have no idea what you're doing. I mean, so it's almost. I won't. I, it's almost akin to Noah building the ark. Correct. Yeah, he just built it. You know, That's he just true. built it. So it's akin to Noah building the ark, and I think it's a wonderful, wonderful, and it's it's wonderful, and I and I know without a doubt in my heart that if you pray over this farm. If you're faithful to his word, if you're faithful to him, that he will bless it. And he will bless it to the degree and in the way that he wants it to be blessed. And he's certainly cognizant that there has to be a monetary function to it. Yeah. You know, he knows that. He tells us he will supply all our needs. Yeah. Not all of our wants, but all our needs. But when he supplies our needs, then we realize what we really wanted, we didn't need. Right. <laughs> you know, and and uh, I just think it's wonderful. I think that that, and I mean this sincerely, that you will hear one day, when that day comes, well done, good and faithful servant. And I and as a farmer, as I get ready to close, because this has been wonderful, and I want to thank you for. But as a farmer, we plant seeds, and yeah. as a follower of Christ, we plant seeds. It's not our job to make them grow it's our job to plant them correct and it's god's job to make them grow so we're supposed to sow seeds and you are sowing seeds here you're sowing seeds in your in this restaurant you're sowing seeds here you're sowing seeds with the whole i'll call the flp community or or at al whatever you want to say Mm -hmm. and you're doing that and i think that's i think that's wonderful because you're making a self-sacrifice yeah, I don't, I don't see it as a sacrifice, but, you know, in some ways, I, I wake up in the morning thinking, oh, brother, what the heck did what I do? I, do? I, what, I, what, I, <laughs> what am I doing uh, now? But then, then you, you yeah. get up and you start to move and, yeah. you know, you ask God, okay, here I am. Yeah. Put me in motion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. New yeah. day. Yeah. And if I could just say one other thing, it's just a third-party observation, is that I would love to see you do something 
here on this farm conventionally, not abandoning what you're doing, what you're doing, uh, uh, not hydroponic, uh, uh, what is it called again? Aquaponics. Aquaponics, I get that messed up. But the thing is that because there is a certain element, and as a follower, as a person of faith, there's a certain element that, this is my take on it, and a certain bond that you create with God's creation by working the soil in your hand. Correct. And, and very, I, very and true. And I think that we, you know, part of the, maybe it's a, the engineer in me, but we're taking uh, uh, wood chips and clipping and and uh, plant material, yes. and spreading on the ground right. to help start conditioning the soil right. for next season. Right. Uh, but you need to have it. You need so to have, we, we, we've got to have that. But you got to have an element of it, and, and you know you have to be, for no pun intended, not saying that you abandon this by no means, and not saying this is not, you know. This is this is God's handiwork in a different way, but not uh, you have to be grounded. Correct, yeah. correct, yeah. very true. Yeah. You, need you have to, to be grounded. You have and, to be and, grounded. And potatoes don't grow well in hydroponics. No, 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 no. <laughs> but we're going to try sweet corn. We're going to come over. We're going to try. We're going to give you some of my sweet corn. See, we drop it off at the yep. store. And so I was thinking, okay. hey, because you said the hydroponic. Don't go to guy down and catch my bro. The heck with him. You know, we got the better stuff here. But, and, and we're going to have a lemon tree also. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You got to so have one of those. You got to play that old song from the sixties, though. Lemon tree. Yeah. So, but listen, I want to thank you so so much. But I always like to ask my guests well, first of all i want to thank you for the opportunity to bring your story to my audience we were blessed by it but if and each of you separately and we'll go ladies first on the first if you would have a word of wisdom for the audience which is eclectic there's people from all around the world all different ages listening so if you would have a word and i'm putting you on the spot and i say this to everybody i'm putting you on the spot you don't know that I'm going to ask you this. You got a little bit of heads up because you got the. You got. I should have shut off your microphone, right, or your headset. But what do? You, what would you like to say to 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 the audience, people that you don't know? Ah, oh, gosh, it's all about love. Okay. It's nothing else is more important in the entire universe. Yeah. Than love. Okay. And what do you have to say? Close enough. No, I, I, I think I think that it's back to many of the things you said. Is that without without the land and without food, uh, you know, we're we're back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and, and this is this is security, and we're yeah. really looking at food security here, food. and anything anybody out there could do to support that in their community and on their land uh, is is going to lead them to yeah. to, to the. To the the, the vision fulfillment and also you know it's this when growing things i don't think that you could no matter how faithful a person may be regardless of their, their the the domination of their faith is that if you don't see the the, the miracle of a seed growing or Correct. something happening there's something so special about that and if you never never farmed and never did that uh you can't know my heart right yeah it's that's, impossible for you to know my heart. That's God's love. Yeah. Constantly being created to Creating. take care of us. Yes. And to see it. So this time I want to thank you so, so much. It's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. And I know that the Lord will bless your operation. And you have a lot of hard work ahead of you. Better you than me. All right. <laughs> Better you than me. But I think it's it's wonderful. And uh where will we be next time? I don't know, but it's gonna be somebody that is just as passionate 
about agriculture firing orders as Don and Donna. <laughs>